Hello and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to one profit coach and one educator, I saw you hit your glasses, talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here. How are you doing tonight, Kim? You know, we are back to the evening. I was going to say, notice I said, how are you doing tonight? Yes, uh, we are back to evening shoots and uh, I can tell a difference. I can tell a difference. Um, In the way that you feel. In the way that I feel. During the middle of the day, it feels great because I know that by the time I put my head on that pillow, Mm. I'm like, "Mm, we have done the podcast, we have done work, we have played with the kids and I can just chill. And it is a sacrifice of love. Absolutely. Well, the beautiful thing <laughs> is... take my 9, 9 to 10 p.m. evenings. <laughs> this is our podcast. This is our business. And if we want to switch the dates up and move our shooting dates to Saturday afternoon, we can do that. We could. But, you know, it's it's... This is a really good thing to talk about anyway. Because I was talking to a couple today who... I was telling them about, you know, they're, they're trying to pay off debt. They're trying to, you know, get further and, and managing their money and they're doing a good job and everything. But the one thing that they, they say that they just can't figure out is it just takes so much. It takes a long time to meal prep. Mm. Oh, to meal. So specifically meal with meal prep. And the I thought meal you were going to say you got a debt or just allows anything. them. No, no, no. The meal prep is, 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 would be helpful. Right. But they don't want to spend the time doing that because they're tired. And and then so it ends up that they go out to eat spending more and that's money that could go towards their debt. And they, that is really the main place for them to bring in more income is if they kind of like lessened the going out to eat. Right. I don't know who you're talking about, but I'll tell you this. Because we have children, we have learned to thrive in a constant state of just sleep deprivation. (laughs) So we do our best work when we're tired because we're always tired. We just operate in tired in exhaustion. Oh yeah. It's different. But so I told them, I was like, guys, you know, and I'm giving them some different tips. And then it came down to the fact where I said, listen, I know you're tired. I've been there. I've literally been there. I'm still there. How bad do you want it? It, it really comes down to that. Get rid of your excuses. I know you're tired. I know you've worked all day. I know that you have a whole bunch of obstacles in your way. I know. But how bad do you want it? Like, you have to, that mind overpower. I can motivate you, but are you disciplined enough to say it has to happen? Mind over matter, right? It, And so when it comes to the podcast, this is the best time for us to work on our craft after our kids go to bed, after we've, you know, cleaned up the house. It's like, all right, let's do this. And when you really think about it, it's one, it's one day a week at most two. And I can do that. You can do that. It's possible. Am I tired? Uh Uh-huh. But this is our passion. And how bad do you want it? How bad do you want other people to hear this, this message? How badly do you want to bring in an extra stream of income and full of content that people will be able to transform their lives? How bad do you want it? So as tired as I am, 
sitting here, <laughs> I'm still going to bring it <laughs> because that's how bad we want to see this podcast and to see you succeed. It just so, sounds like you're making affluent decisions. Like affluent, these, everything you've just described are affluent decisions. Affluent decisions are not easy. No. If it was easy to be rich, literally everyone in this world would be rich. Mm-hmm. Now, you're listening in today because you have an aspiration for an affluent way of living. You want more. Mm-hmm. Where you're at right now, I don't care if you're six figures, multiple six figures, whatever, you're not satisfied. You desire more. And tonight is going to be a great episode for that. But before we talk about where we're going, let's talk about where we've been. Mm -hmm. So last episode, we talked about inaction. We talked about the common causes of inaction. And we talked about what's holding you back from taking that next step in your life or in your business. Mm -hmm. We also talked about in our last Grand Fam, cash versus credit. Everyone always says their own opinion, their own philosophies on why they use their credit card or why they never use a credit card. We break down some of the pros and cons of each and let you make the decision for yourself. Ultimately, you have to decide because everyone's lifestyle is different. Mm -hmm. Kim and I do have a credit card that we use. It's for business. It's for business use only and it's primarily used to pay your my employees. Co- my, yes, my employees. I was going to say your clients to pay your employees. <laughs> um, but yeah. other than that, it doesn't really get touched. Nope. We primarily operate off our debit card and mm-hmm. our cash. Yep. So today, for those of you who aspire to more, we are talking about different ways that you can raise your income. This is a fun one because we're talking to entrepreneurs, right? So we're talking to like our target audience is entrepreneurs, uh, power couples, um, and, and we haven't done this podcast yet. I don't know why we haven't done this topic of power couples and what is a power couple. Maybe we should do that as a masterclass and talk about what it is. I think that would be super inspiring for people. Talk about what a power couple what is. What a power couple is. Like, what are the things you need to be talk a power Talk about couple. who Kim and Dan are. Yes. And, you know, what are the commonalities that you have in a power couple? But anyway, if you identify if someone would say, hey, are you and your spouse like a power couple? Um, would you say yes or no to that? You know, just if you identify as this, <laughs> you know that you have big dreams, big goals. Um, this is who we're, we're talking to. And so many of these entrepreneurials that we're referring to, entrepreneurs, I can't, my words, 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 words. Okay, entrepreneurs that were refreshed. Oh my God. I'm loving this. Every bit of this. Please talk more. <laughs> These entrepreneurs that we are referencing. Got it? Okay, cool. They know they're thinking, I want more. Not because they're greedy, but because they have a big dream, big goal, big plan, bigger than their personal family, bigger than, like, it's bigger than we could have thought. Like, it's bigger. Um, it's legacy driven. It's legacy driven. I was actually talking to someone. Listen, y'all, I just want to let everybody know what's going on in the entrepreneurial space in, in my world. I just recently joined a networking group and this networking group has been an absolute like amazing thing for me because I've been able to meet so many amazing people who have either a referred someone to me, B I've referred some th- one to them or we just became each other's cheerleaders almost. Um, it's just so nice to know that there's people in your corner and you can talk really like, you know, they're, 
they're becoming, you know, business besties. What's exciting about, I know you've got more to say, but what's exciting is that you've met these people through this network and soon our listeners will meet these people as well. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. Especially if you decide to work with me, they can be like, this network can be one and the same. It can be with you. I just created a partnership with them and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I wasn't even referring to that. I was just saying that we're going to have people on the oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll be on the podcast because we're meeting a, amazing people that are literally, literally, oh my God, literally changing their legacy anyway so I met this woman who is a CPA and that's how we connected because I had someone that might might be a bit a good fit for her and she referred someone to me and it was great but it turns out that she is I don't even think I told you this she is hearing impaired and has spent the first six years of her life hearing and then it became and then was sick and and lost her hearing and so now she identifies like she's deaf right that's hard of hearing so she for most of her 20s she like completely lost her hearing and basically went through school um with lip reading which is amazing she got a cochlear implant so she's still able to rely on a lot of her reading her lip reading and her grammar skills to kind of understand what people are saying and with the cochlear she's able to hear more but obviously she has like you know speech whatever so anyway so I was talking to her and I didn't say anything because a lot of people identify differently when it comes to that world. Deaf so culture for sure. I just was like, you know what, let me just talk to her or whatever. And she wrote on her page one day a story about like her experience. And that's when I recognized, okay, she she's aware. Okay. She just connected with this company called Deaf Inc. And she's helping them with like the financials and stuff like that. And because that's what she does. And she's like, now I have to brush up on my sign language. She's coming to Cancun. And I was like, one, what us meeting was not a coincidence because, oh, I haven't even said why that's this connection. So my sister is deaf and I am fluent in sign language. And I've had this, I mean, you want to talk about legacy. This is something that I'm like, one day when I'm like a multi-millionaire, you know, I would love to start an agency that will help that community because my sister has built several businesses just, you know, on her own solopreneur. And she is deaf. And she is deaf. But one of the things that she was saying is like, man, when I want to purchase a home, purchase a property, if I wanted to get a tax accountant, if I wanted to do this, that, and the other, I can't find, there's no network where I can find these people. And I've referred some people to her and they just haven't followed through because they didn't really do their best to like reach out to her. Um, And there's just a lot of, there's a lot of barriers there. And I'm like, man, if I could do something, if I could connect with some type of agency or whatever, create or build or whatever, I would love to, to be a part of that type of, you know, thing, because I really, it's close to my heart. And so hearing that she's connected to this woman is connected to this. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. This is not by coincidence that we have met. And I'm so excited to continue to talk to you and continue to learn with you and be networked into this world that I will be able to see what that looks like. So when we get to the idea of legacy driven, right? We're looking for, we're talking to people who are legacy like seeking. And when you're raising your income, it's not just because I just want extra money in my pocket. I mean, on the small end, sure. But we're also looking for things that are going to enhance the legacy dreams that you have in 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 your in the in your heart of hearts i'm just having this just aha moment that 
I really married up. Like I married a bilingual, <laughs> multi-six-figure Forbes-certified oh, yeah. goddess. Like you are all that in a bag of chips. Thank you. I'm yeah, I'm blown away. You're amazing. You know, you're fluent in sign language. I'm. You're good. I've got like the sign language of like a uh, of Zyla, our our niece. She's like <laughs> niece. two. Yeah. So I've got like the sign language of a two year old. You can carry. You can you with can. Zyla. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I got the colors down, the numbers. You know, we Zyla and I, we riff off some conversations. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. It's when your sister tries to talk. No, she's pretty no, good about going slow really for good. me. Yes. But uh, my brother in law, man, when he starts trying to talk to me. That dude it's is just like dialects, you know, like everyone has a different accent. Fingers. You can also have a different accent with sign language. And he has a very heavy accent. <laughs> That's how we'll say it. Man. It's, you have to follow it. And even still, I'm like, I'm getting to know it a little bit better, but I have to like pay attention. <laughs> but anyway, so when we talk about legacy, you just mentioned that word. And I was like, oh, this something this is connecting to that. That's who we're talking to. Legacy goals. That's right. what How will they remember me? Yeah. Legacy. No, I'm thinking okay. about Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. yeah, there. All right. So one of the ways that you can increase your income is by getting a raise or getting a promotion. Now, this speaks more to people that are employed in like a brick and mortar. They have a, a job where they have a boss and they can get an, a raise in that regard. You can speak more to the entrepreneurs in just a second. But if you are currently employed, one of the easiest ways to increase your income is to ask mm-hmm. for a raise or to seek a promotion, right? Unless you're a teacher. But we can I can talk about that okay, too, right? Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> so make sure you're showcasing your skills and accomplishments to demonstrate your value to your mm-hmm. business, right? We actually talked about this a little bit in season one. So you said, you know, this was something well, haven't we talked about this before, but we, we have touched on this. Mm-hmm. Maybe not dedicated an entire podcast to it, but we have talked about this before. So make sure you present yourself. Now you said teacher I, we talked about this before. I took a lateral step, mm-hmm. right? So I went from the classroom into PE. So I'm being paid the same, but I'm saving a ton on time. Yeah. Time at home, time with my family, time to run this. For me, you know, this side hustle for you, it's your main business. Right. Right. So try to get that raise or that promotion. If it's not out there for you, then try to find a different job that offers more time that pays the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to leverage whatever you can leverage in your business. I think that's the word of the day is leverage. Um, I have been learning a lot about that in my business. I know a lot of entrepreneurs are doing the same, but even in your regular nine to five, you have to leverage what you know you can do with your eyes closed. Like there are some things that you're just naturally good at. And when you leverage those things, um, even if it for a short period of time, it might be able to th- be the thing that gets you noticed, gets you that promotion, gets you that position, um, which allows you to get more money. Another thing that's really good, especially in the educational arena, one of the ways that we raised our income was by going to different places. Um, anytime they had after school activities, anytime they had, hey, we need someone to do this after school Title One activity, we need someone to entertain the parents, we need someone to, I would sure, do it. which is like an extension of your right. regular day job, but it's like a part-time job in a way. Right, and so I would look for those, right? But also, I mean, you could use that as a networking thing too, right? There's a lot of times where people are like, oh yeah, I met this person and then they had a job and I was like, okay, cool, I'll do that job and that's how they got their full-time job. Like stuff happens when you just put yourself out there. Um, 
But I would say for entrepreneurs, do you want to know that now or no? Yes. Well, I wanted to say networking, and that's where you're going to talk about. And I'm going to tell you exactly what you're going to talk about because oh, it's yes, too sir. good. Yes, it's too sir. good not to talk I'm about. But <laughs> networking, right? I used to do a summer camp. I directed a summer camp. Oh, we yeah, designed it. One. We put it together. And then I directed it with a, a colleague of mine. And I did that for an entire summer. And the pay was, was not great. It was a private school that we did it through. Mm -hmm. But through networking, I found another summer camp and I work two weeks out of the summer and make just as much as I did directing that entire For summer eight camp. Weeks. Yeah, right? So an eight, weeks. eight week camp or two weeks and I make the same amount. So networking. through networking, I never would have known about that job unless mm -hmm. it was for networking and someone shouted me out and I got a chance to work there. For yeah. you, I want you to talk about how to raise your income as an entrepreneur. And specifically, you have been in this network and you're going to be raising your prices soon yes. because you have added to your program through networking. Yeah. You are offering a lot more things through your program through networking. Yeah. So let me say that one of the things that I have been known for is trying to be a Jane of all trades. Um, so I have been known to create a program that has everything that I think my client wants. Which is just in your blood because you come from an education background. Teachers literally do it all in yeah. their room, right? Yeah. They don't have assistants. They don't have people coming in. Teachers do it all. Yeah, they Every just do it all. Thing. And you have a master's in curriculum and instruction. So you just, you design. Like that's yeah. just what you do. It's in your blood. Right. And so that was something that I was doing kind of on my own. I outsourced in terms of having an assistant, but I didn't outsource having other people come in to like teach. And so I had been toying around with different ideas of what I could do and how it would look like. And every single option that I created for myself, I was like, I'm going to have to do more work per client. And if I want a lot of clients coming in at one time, because I want to raise my income, I want to raise my prices. I also want to raise the amount of people that I can serve. I can't do all of these things. It's just not possible. And so I was listening to, uh, I was like through this networking, right? Um, connecting with people. And the beautiful thing about networking, especially this particular network that I'm a part of, is that people are constantly saying, well, how can we work together? Which I love. And it's not just, how can I work with you? And, and you know how sometimes entrepreneurs will understand this. People will say, hey, can you join my group and just do a live really quick for like 15 minutes? And I'm like, okay. If you get a client, that's great, right? Like I have an audience and I'm like, at this juncture of my business, that's not enough. Like I need skin in the game from you and also from me. Because otherwise, if you just tell me to show up for free, I'm, I'm, I might forget because my, my schedule is busy. <laughs> like it's not that I don't like, my schedule is busy. Um, so in order for me to do this, like I need this networking to be worth my while. Um, and so I was approached by two different people and I was just fostering the relationship and I was asking them, you know, like, hey, and they were like, hey, what do you think this would look, would this work well for your, your offering that you give? And so what I did was I was like, okay, I have one offering that's going to give my clients who are entrepreneurs a silver platter of clients that they can meet with every uh, two weeks out of the month. So every other week, um, Thursday, they have a networking group that has a plethora of people, over 100 people in it where they can tell them exactly what they do, how they want to serve, and networking and cultivating their own relationship and getting new eyes on their offer. And a lot of my clients are asking for, how do I get more sales? Well, here it is. I can say that my program offers that and I don't have to touch anything. I'm simply just guiding them to a space that's already established. 
And then there's another one with a CFO who uh, is helping people with tax and accounting and will give them additional um, answers to their questions. So that's another one where I don't have to touch anything. It's already done for them. And so by plugging these things in, I've created an even more robust program um, where I'm able to stay in my lane of genius, which is strategy and finances <laughs> in their home and business finances. I can stay in my, lo- my lane but give you um, give my clients also access to these other places that they can connect into to, you know, really get a, a very, um, I don't know, just a good view of their business. So anyway, I was able to raise my income without raising my work level. And I could not figure out how to do that for the life of me. So I think that for entrepreneurs, if you're like me thinking, how can I create a program that has high, that I can create that's high traffic, that gets me more income, but doesn't require more of me, consider networking and consider asking those questions of like, how can we work together in a way that benefits them and also benefits me and is, is al- allowing us to create traffic. And so, yeah, so that's how I've been able to raise my income in my business. Right. Cause the simple truth is if you're an entrepreneur out there and you're doing everything by yourself, there is a ceiling yep. to what you can earn. Mm-hmm. You, you only have so much time in the day. Mm-hmm. And if you can't find ways to make more time, which means you're going to be delegating out to other people, there's a ceiling Like you can only take on for you as a profit coach. There's only so many clients that you can take on. Your caseload is only so much right. to where there's no more hours in the day. There's no more time. So even though you want to make more, you can't take on more because right. you only have so many people that you can service at a time. So in order to earn more, you have to be a master delegator. Mm-hmm. You have to be yes. able to say, I need you, I'm gonna hire you, and I'm gonna have you do this. Or I'm gonna network with you, and I'm gonna have you come into my group, and you're gonna take on this monthly meeting, so I don't have to do it. So the more that you can give jobs to other people, whether it's you know a quid pro quo or something, a tit for tat, like something like you do something for me, I do something for you, it's a free exchange of goods or service, or if you're paying someone to do it, like you gotta find ways to buy yourself time right. for your business, because you can charge more now. And let me say that I love Rachel Rogers Mm -hmm. because when we were reading her book uh, together, I love that we read books together, by the way, when we were reading, how many couples read books together? I do too. Now I'll tell you this. I don't read it at the same time as you because you and I read it slow. We read it two different speeds. Like you really, it's almost like we're eating, right? (sighs) When we go to a restaurant, like Kim's like, wow, look at this plate. It's fascinating. She's taking pictures of it. She's like, you know, wafting, it. wafting, I was going to say whiffing, wafting it, right? It and she's like good. taking it all in, like she's swirling the drink in her glass, like she's really taking it in. And then she lifts her head to see me, you know, and my food is gone because I have just scarfed it down. <laughs> and she's like, did you even like taste it? I'm like, it was incredible. It was <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing. And then I just sit there, you know, and then also, it's my turn to talk while you're talking. But the yes, point of all of this I is... I talk while you're eating. That is true too. The point of all of this is... I really don't remember what the point is anymore. <laughs> but Rachel Rogers says this. I was saying read books together and we read different. It was like, Speeds. okay. Yeah, I got you. We read her book. And when she talks about how you can earn more money, one of the things that she says is you aren't charging enough yeah. for your services. Whatever your price is for whatever you're doing, whether you style hair, whether you're a barber, whether you're a profit coach, whatever your service or your good is that you sell, she says double it. Yeah, and that's good Good luck doing that. I'm Which probably is, not gonna hey, do that. I'm not mad at it though. <laughs> it's an aggressive approach 
I think that the point she's trying to make is a lot of entrepreneurs are trying to give out their goods and their service Mm -hmm. for free or for cheap. And they're like, oh, well, you know, please buy my stuff. Like they're almost begging with their, like your prices look like you're begging Mm -hmm. for people to work with you. And if you want to be an authority in the space, if you want to be a genius in your space, if you want to be well regarded in the space, you need to charge what you're worth. Yeah. Otherwise, no one is ever going to take you seriously. And that goes for people who are in the nine to fives too, right? Power couples who are in the nine to fives working on it, got that big, huge legacy. It's the same thing, right? When you go to your boss's office and you say, I need a raise and you have data to back it up, you got to go in with the idea of I'm worth more, right? And not only that, but but read books, look at the blogs, all that stuff, because guess what? Right now, the trend right now, especially in corporate America, is not to stay at your job for longer than two years, to stay at your job for two years and then job hop. Um, there's so much data behind that, that if you job hop every two years, every three years, instead of thinking, oh, I have to like stay here, you know, for a long time and, you know, get my pension or whatever to a certain point, you can actually make more per year by job hopping every couple of years. Um, I saw someone, I just remember. Word of the day, leverage, uh, right? Leverage, yeah. You're leveraging your expertise, I think I know the uh, video you showed me. It was like the two people, one stayed at the business their whole life for like 20 years and the other person job topped every two years. But what happened was, you know, the person that job hopped every two to three years, everywhere they went, they asked for like a 10% raise or a 10 to 15% raise. So by year five, they were already at like multi. So, you know, the the one person stayed in the job for like 20 years and they're like, yes, I did it. I'm at like six figures. I'm a six figure entrepreneur and da, da, da. And, you know, they reached up to their friend and like, hey, you know, how are you doing? I know you've been bouncing around from job to job. And they're like, oh, I make multiple six figures. Like yeah, I asked for like point. 10 to 15% every time I swap jobs and I got it. Yeah. Right. So you have to leverage your expertise. Yeah. It's not about loyalty. Know your worth. Sounds horrible, but it's not about that. It's about, do you know your worth? And at the end of the day, your job will replace you in a day. That's what it is at the end of the day. Right. You were in the classroom and you were like, oh my gosh, like I'm such a vital pillar to this school and to this building and to this community and to They'll these families. <laughs> and you were gone on maternity leave and you they were replaced in a moment. They and that person on. went on to take your job and I sure they did very well. They did. They did a wonderful job and I had no resentment towards it whatsoever. <laughs> so... So you we've know? talked about getting a raise of promotion before. We're not going to go deep dive into this. Just go back and listen to the podcast about negotiations. Yeah. It's in the title. You'll see it. You'll find it. Go listen to it. But real quick and dirty, before you go in for a negotiation, ask for a raise, make sure you do some research and prep. Like you yep. said, have data, have data to support, choose the right time and the right place for that meeting, schedule it, get it on their calendar. Cause like you said, you forget sometimes your boss will forget they're a busy person highlight your value, express your interest in the raise, discuss compensation, show flexibility. All right. Stay positive and professional the whole time. Be prepared for different outcomes. It may not be what you expect, Mm -hmm. but be prepared for different outcomes. Follow up with them and be prepared for a no. Yep. They may say no. And be prepared to say, well, I got another opportunity. So peace. Or just be willing to work more until (laughs) you ask again. Right. Just like I told you, when clients say no to you, it's not no for now or yeah. it's not no forever. It's no for now. Yeah. It's not yet. Espe- yeah. Especially in my line of work. Eventually you'll either a 
you'll get it together and you'll be like him. Oh my gosh, I did it. And I will cheer you on. I've had that happen before too, where someone like got it together and they were like, I did it. You were so right. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, I know. Um, or you'll come back and you'll say, okay, Kim, I, I need, I need, I need support. (laughs) Because when I was trying to get into the County, I interviewed with multiple different schools and something I did at every school that I interviewed for and I didn't get the job is I asked them, why not me? Mm-hmm. I called them up and said, why didn't you choose me? Why did you choose someone else over me? And they gave me good advice. Yeah. I would do the same thing if you're asking for a raise and they say no. Yeah. And that's the answer. I'd be like, all right, thank you for your response. Be professional and say, you know, what can I do yeah. to better my chance or to make this happen? Like, wh- what do I need to work on or towards Right. to get this race to happen. So that way when you go back again and say, okay, I did the thing, yep. what are they going to say? What are they going to say? They can't say no because they already told you what you had to do and you did it. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. All right. So I know these notes look way different than our other notes. So I'm going to let you drive the ship. They're not different in any way. They're simply just not numbered. Oh, so well. we already talked about this a little before, so we won't spend too much time on it. But it's the idea of taking a part-time job to raise your income. Yep. If you're working your business and there's nothing that you're seeing that is helping you bring in more money and you've tried and you've tried and tried and nothing's happening, then you may be at that point where you need to start looking elsewhere. You're still making your average amount or what you normally bring in, but you need a little bit more. So maybe it's time to look for a part-time job. This is something that I've strongly been considering Mm -hmm. within the last two weeks. Just because I'm not satisfied with where we're at, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get things to happen faster. Mm -hmm. And that's my own personal flaw. Like I want things and I want it now. Um, That's not a personal flaw. That's like every person. Sure, I want it now, (laughs) but I'm not throwing a tantrum. I'm just looking for ways to make it happen faster. So I'm looking at part-time opportunities, specifically things that are remote work from home jobs. And there's honestly, there's a lot of opportunities out there, but you just need to be careful that what you're looking for is in fact a legitimate job. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage you to use sites like Glassdoor and Indeed to kind of sift through. Because if you just Google search work from home, you're gonna get a whole list of things and they're not all legit. Uh, I even just went and tried to do, right. (laughs) Just the other day I was doing an interview uh, from a work from home data entry job. And it was just sus from the beginning. And while we were in this meeting, I tried to, I thought they were going to video chat to, you know, it was for a customer relationship management role. And if you're going to be working on customers relation, like you want to know that the person's a good person. So I was like, well, let's, I, I initiated, I was like, well, let's video, let's jump on a video. Let's get to meet each other. Let's get to hear and how we sound. And Let's just talk. Like I'm a better talker than I am. Like stuff gets lost in translation when you do text chat. Right. I was like, I just want you to meet me. And he asked me. He he canceled. He declined the call. He's like, well, What are you? What are you doing? Like, why? Why are you trying to video? Which I think was that was just already weird. And I was like, because I want to get to know. Like it. And the 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 interview ended right there. Right when I was like, because I I wanted to meet you and get to know you. And there was no more conversation after. I waited like five minutes. I said, hey, still there? Question mark. No response. Five yeah, minutes later, I, don't think it was I was like, uh, all right. And then I sent a text to uh, whoever sent me the initial message to say what happened. And then I went on Indeed and reported the job to say, I, I don't think this was legit. So just be careful out there as you're looking for work. All right. You absolutely should have a video call. Like You should be meeting people mm-hmm. like in video or in person. If someone's just strictly trying to talk to you via chat or text, you know, I would be leery of that. Yeah. I think that taking on a part-time job, um, especially for those entrepreneurs out there, 
don't view it as a a cop out or view it as a oh man I failed because trust we've all been there in fact I I posed a question a couple of weeks ago um, where I was like listen sometimes I think about getting a part-time job or getting a remote job that I can still have the same leisure, like the, the same lifestyle that I have now where I'm able to work certain hours of the day, I'm able to meet with certain clients, or maybe I don't have to meet with clients. And a boss gives me um, an agenda and I do it and I'm able to just be home and still be in my jammies and <laughs> go pick up my kids when I'm supposed to pick up my kids um, and have a check deposited to my account every couple of weeks. Like sometimes, sometimes there is a little part of you that's like, hmm, that would be nice, especially now that remote jobs are more uh, abundant than they were before. But, you know, then that's okay. It's okay to want that. And it's okay to be like, oh, maybe if I'm like getting tired, or I'm just kind of like, I needed something, I need to rest for a hot second and let somebody else tell me what to do instead of constantly thinking about doing everything. Being an entrepreneur is exhausting. And when people see that you work from home as an entrepreneur, they assume that everything is just like flowing. I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, things are going well for you, girl. And I'm like, you don't know the anxiety, the overwhelm, the amount of work that I have to do to like really get myself focused and to be confident. Like it's, it is a, it is a work that is a whole nother thing on its own. So all that to say it's okay if you entrepreneurs out there are thinking, man, I just want something that's a little bit more consistent that's part-time so that I can just be, I can just be, that's it, period. I can just kind of sit back and like think about something else that maybe I want to cook up before I like do it. You're not alone. Um, I made that post and a lot of other entrepreneurs are like, girl, I did it. I did it for maybe six, seven months and it was great. I loved being able to just take a hiatus and do something different and then get right back into it. Or I still had clients and I still did stuff, but it just wasn't, I just needed a little bit more balance and there's just nothing wrong with it. So I like the idea of getting a part-time job to increase income, not out of desperation, but just because you want a little bit more. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're in desperation, then you got to take whatever you can get. But Mm -hmm. because for us, it's just, we want things to get done a little bit faster and we don't even know we're pursuing this route if I'm pursuing this, but I'm going to, it happens, you know, I'm going to pursue something that is advantageous for me. And I say that in regards to if something at an airline opens up like Southwest, that's work from home remote. Dude, oh, I'm, free flights. Exactly, <laughs> right? And I'm, I was looking at this Apple job that I applied for the other day, which is just like customer support, free internet. They send you a laptop mm-hmm. and free internet. What? Right, things that offer a little benefits like that, that would be advantageous to us because we want to travel or because we literally use internet every yeah. day, right? Things like that. Like that, that's what I would be looking for as a part-time job. Things Mm -hmm. that are going to give me benefits that align with my lifestyle. Yep. And that makes sense. And again, the feeling of if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's all good. We're doing fine just as we are. But I don't think there's anything wrong with with that. So go out there, raising your income, getting that part-time job should not be something that you're like, oh, am I a cop out? Nope. You're just a person. Hey, I try to make this transition easier for you. I highlighted the text. How about that? Oh, thank you. That was very nice of you. The other thing that you could do <laughs> is renting out uh, a spare room or property. So uh, yeah, that's a that's a very personal thing. It just depends on what happens in your lifestyle. If you have a spare room or property, consider renting it out on platforms like Airbnb to generate additional income. Um, one thing that we are repre- that we are thinking of is 
or doing is uh, midterm rentals. So midterm rentals are very similar to Airbnb, but it's instead of a short-term rent rental of like, you know, three or four days, uh, it's actually 30 to 60 days, 30 to 90 days is when how many people are, or how long people are staying, um, which can generate a lot more income uh, and more stability, which is, that's our middle name, <laughs> stability. <laughs> I just like the idea that I'm not stuck with any one person, right? With long-term yeah. rentals, if you get that bad tenant, they're there for multiple years at a time. Mm-hmm. With a 30 to 90 day client, they're mm-hmm. in and they're out. Yep, and they're that's in it, on to the next one. And I, I'm gonna give this little thing, right? So I think there's a lot of stuff that comes in with this one. I know that you've written here to choose the right property. If you're renting you know, a, a room or renting your home, you do need to make sure that you are putting the correct insurances in place and everything because things can happen. Um, But I think it's really important that before you decide to do this, that, you know, do the, do your research on the avenues on how you can do this. My mom was just over here earlier and she was mentioning that my uncle, that his house had flooded while they were on vacation, which is awful. And that his insurance company was going to set him up in a hotel. And they're like, he was like, I don't really want to be in a hotel. I'd rather just stay in my house and just stay in one of the other rooms that weren't damaged. Um, and, you know, it can, the, the rest of the house can just be, you know, figured out and until they can find us an Airbnb. And I was like, ooh, see, there's a lot of stuff that happens like that. You can go to a lot of the um, insurance companies, and this is why you should do your research because there's so many ways that you can take advantage of this. So you can go through those types of insurances and say, hey, I have a property here for anyone who happens to be in this type of situation. And if they are displaced because of a fire or flood or whatever, they can stay in our place because it's furnished. So it's like midterm rentals, right? But instead of you know being on the market there, you could have an insurance company that has someone in your property for six months, for nine months, and they pay for it while like that comes out of insurance's pocket, not out of the the um the family, which is actually really good too. That's guaranteed income. So, you know, there's so many different ways that you can make money in this realm of like renting out a room or renting out um, a home. So definitely do your research. So yeah, you have to recognize what is your millionaire flex? Like what is it that you can do to raise your income to earn more money? If you're a single entrepreneur out there, and you have a place and you want to rent out some rooms, go for it. Go if you're married it. and that's something you and your partner are open to, go for it. If you have a basement, maybe yeah, you do like basement. a shared laundry and you have your own separate entrance and it's to code, then go for it. Like mm-hmm. rent out your basement, right? Or yes, like you can traditionally just rent out your property, yep. right? You can do that too. But and you that's totally fine. definitely get creative with how you do rentals. All right. So another thing that you can do if you're in a pinch is sell unused items. Ooh, I don't know if you put this on here. I'm going to look at some of your notes because this kind of goes with this one. No. Okay. So not only can you sell unused items, gather coins. I know that sounds like a like, seriously, <laughs> Kim, but... Well, you have to operate with cash to gather coins. True. Um, Daniel and I operate in cash, as you as you said earlier today. And <laughs> what's really funny is that, listen, affluent marriages, this is such an... I want to make sure that we share this story in a, a frame of wealth, not a frame of... Oh, this is something I'm proud of. So please, I'm so proud of it. By all means, go. So we went, so we use a cash budget every single two weeks. We take out 400 bucks. That's what we use for going out and for groceries. That's literally all we do. We had a lot of expenses last week. People asked us to go out. It's just, you know, whatever. 
And we had a lot of stuff going on. And we realized that our food budget, our grocery budget was down to 25 bucks. And we had, uh, it was Sunday. We we had had four days days left before we replenished it. And I see that as a challenge, not because I don't have, like, understand the perspective is we have money. <laughs> like, There's money that we could totally be like, oh, whatever. We're just going to like just We just went that. over this week, whatever. Um, but discipline and the affluent and whatever, I'm like, no, I'm going to be abundant with what we have here because we have plenty of food in the house. I'm not going to just go over my budget because I'm like, oh, no, I, sh- I deserve no so it was fun to go to the grocery store and we got like a couple of things that we needed for 25 bucks that i knew that we would that would prolong us over until wednesday um and it was cool but the other thing i did was i found we have because we have a a cash budget we have a whole bunch of coins left over so i was like oh you know what this is a perfect opportunity to go and cash in the coins and the coins came out to 81 dollars in coins and so if you want to talk about like raising your income on like a short, very minute scale. Coins are your best friend. 81 additional dollars. What? Let's be clear. We didn't even use that 81 for the groceries. We're going to use that for back to school supplies coming up. But it's it's pretty cool because it didn't even seem like there were that many coins Mm -mm. in that container, but it ended up being, it It adds up. My purse was so heavy. And then I realized it was because of all the coins (laughs) that I Incredible. So anyway, I would say selling unused items Yes, but also get your coins together and cash those suckers in. Right. We it's almost every spring we go through our house and we we decide what sparks joy. Who Marie Kondo. We decide what sparks joy and then we either toss or give away or sell anything that no longer sparks joy mm-hmm. or is of no value to us yep. because we don't use it. How many things did we get over twelve years ago for our, our wedding or for our first house that we lived in, apartment? Mm-hmm. And we just never used it. Yep. Or haven't used it in a decade. Oh man. So that we first sold it off. <laughs> that first apartment, we bought so much stuff to fit that, that particular need. apartment. That so stupid. Live and you learn. So stupid. Okay. Ooh, this is a good one. Starting a business. That's a way to increase your income is starting a business. Consider starting a business, offering a service that aligns with your interests and skills. This could include tutoring, pet sitting, or running an online store. This is why we are talking about leverage. That's the word of the day. What do you do that is that other people might want that you just naturally do well? Is it if it's helping people, you might be a virtual assistant or you might be um, you know, someone where you could say, hey, you could hire me to literally help you do something. Like that is a real thing. If there's one thing that I've learned by going through YouTube and looking up random like remote jobs, there's a job for everything, y'all. <laughs> there's a job for everything. Just leverage what you have. I mean, how many videos do you see on YouTube of someone saying, I'm a power washer and they go through neighborhoods and they're like, hey, I'm power washing this person's house. Do you want me to do this for you? And they charge it. Or during seasonal like snow. Yeah. You know, how many people just throw a little plow on, on their truck and they're like, hey, I'll plow your driveway, plow your neighborhood. All right, you got a snowblower, whatever. I leverage what you got. Leverage what you've got. Seriously, um, Uber. I don't know. We didn't put that in there, but Uber. Good friend Lyft. of mine just started doing Uber Eats. You know, he's bringing home seventy to one hundred dollars every night that he does it. He's a teacher during the day, and he does Uber Eats at night. I'm saying, how bad do you want it? <laughs> so, if you're not game to start a whole business, just get a side hustle. But if you want to start a business, we have a whole nother episode on that too, about how to start your business, how to start networking, how to do all that stuff. Um, 
Definitely Graham fam, we go into depth on this one, but um, offer a service that aligns. I would even say this, in addition to starting your own business, maybe within your business, starting a new offer, maybe pocket coaching. <gasps> what? Have you heard of? Have you guys heard of pocket coaching? The millionaire yet? blueprint. Oh my gosh. Coaching? You guys haven't? Wow. What? Okay. What if I could tell you that over the course of a year, 52 weeks, you are going to get actionable steps mm. every single week in every these short blast, you know, style mm -hmm. episodes. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take you from where you are now mm -hmm. to generational mm -hmm. wealth. I'm not even joking, y'all. So imagine if we were in your your ear once a week saying, hey guys, you need to sit with your spouse and you need to ask them these questions. And they're they're listening to it. And we say, what do you think about blah, 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 blah. And it sparks conversation about dreaming, about goals, about plans, about whatever. Great. Here's what you need to do to start your journey on generational wealth. You need to do bump, bump, bump. This is what you need to do this week. We'll check you out next week. What if you had that in your pocket coaching so that you know exactly what you need to do? I feel like that would be something amazing. If you could take your communication with your spouse from Uncle Dan and his niece Zyla signing to each other <laughs> to Kim and Chanel, two sit lifelong sisters signing to each other. Like I could take you from the skill. Barely being able yeah. to communicate to right. okay. fluent. I mean, I didn't put it that way. <laughs> to fluently I still said it was a conversation. Like we're still talking, Kim. Okay. All right. It's just not like you and your sister. It's like but we I could take want you from apple juice. Me to Kim in terms of communication with your spouse. I mean, I would want that. Yeah. I don't know who wouldn't want that. I, I guess, you know, again, we're talking to power couples. Of course you want that. <laughs> Duh. And the beautiful thing is if you jump in before October 1st, which all of you are going to be hearing this the week of August 21st, so you still got a lot of time, right? You jump in now, it's five bucks. Literally, we're gonna I know. We're going to grandfather you we in are, to grand I know. We're giving it away. Be, it's way too cheap. I will say this. It's I have, way too cheap. I have contemplated shutting that down and saying, no, it's it's way too much. It's way too much or way too cheap. Well, the the pack like what we're offering is way too much. Got is it. way too much for five dollars. Five dollars. But guys. I'm trying to just let people into GramFam, get it while they can now, get in there, and then October first when we start dropping our first few episodes, it's twenty dollars. It's going up, y'all. Twenty bucks a month. Because Rachel Rogers says know your worth, and we're gonna try. We're gonna four times that amount. The thing is, like, it, it's it's. Yeah, five bucks. We just want to give an open platform. If you identify as a power couple, I don't even care if you haven't made your first cent in your business yet, but you know you have big goals, you need it, okay? Um, so get in while while it's here and get grandfathered in because I, I just don't want people to be like, oh man, I wish I had, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so I brought that up. Yeah, anyway. All that to say, I brought that up. When you're starting a business, you know, if you can't raise your income in your business by doing the things you're doing in your business, maybe you need a new offer. Maybe you need something else. Now, Kim, I know that this is actually a flaw for you is in the past, you used to just come up- I offer for everything. With offer after offer after offer. Mm -hmm. And it, it just got so convoluted. I'm not telling people to do that. No. I'm just saying not. maybe there's something else within the realm of what you're doing that you can offer. Yes. Much like what I said I was doing earlier, leveraging other people's strengths to create an offer that's that's really, really big and robust for me, but it's also helping other people. That's how you can change up your offer. 
All right. Um, okay. So the next thing is to invest. Now, I will say that this is not going to raise your income immediately. This is going to raise your income over time. I am not, and I know you are not condoning day trading or any of those types of things, Forex or whatever. Those are super duper risky um, and not quite the smartest things that you could do with your money. Uh, but consider investing your money in stocks, real estate, and other investments to generate passive income over time. So this is for the person who's like, I want to see what it looks like later on. Um, if you're looking for something that's a quick, I shouldn't say quick because none of this is quick, but real estate is something that will mature in like five to 10 years. So, you know, like especially with the recent housing boom, you know, where we're we're prices were higher and if you bought back in a certain time, you're reaping the benefits of that because you got that money back um, or, you know, you got a really good return. So that in a way is a kind of like investing, but it does require you to wait. This is why they say, diversify your portfolio, Yeah. right? Because a lot of times when you hear that, you're thinking completely digital. You're thinking, oh, well, when I diversify, I need to have these stocks and I need to have these bonds and I need to have these mutual funds. I need to have all these different types of digital portfolios. And that's not the case. Like you also want to have some assets that are tangible, that are right there. The beautiful thing about investing in real estate and in property is that's cash in hand every time that check comes through for rent. Right, so if you have enough of those assets, then if you don't feel like, you know, you get to 70 and a half, they force you to take out, you know, withdrawals from your investments every month when you get to be that age. Well, if you get to retirement, you're like 59 and a half, 60, whenever it is that you wanna to decide to start pulling from your retirement. The beautiful thing about having cash in hand from real estate is you can take out mm -hmm. that investment Anytime. whenever you want you're not forced like you are at 70 and a half during a downturn in the economy when your stocks and your mutual, everything is down. They're forcing you to take that money then. Mm -hmm. So if you are at 60, you know, 65 and you're like, you know, things are down. Uh, I know things always trend back up because that's literally what they have done through the history of time. You know, I'm not ready to withdraw yet. I'm not ready to pull out money. I'm just going to live off, you know, my social security. If I have pension, I'll live off that. And for my real estate, for my properties that are bringing in cash, I'll just live off that for now. And then when stocks, when everything goes back up, you know, in the next year or two, then I have that luxury of pulling. Yeah. But if you don't have tangible assets and investments, you don't get to make that choice. Right. If all you have is things that are tied up digitally, when the economy's down, you can't wait. You just got to right. take what you can get and you're losing out. And when you're seven and a half, if, if the economy's down, you know, you're kind of SOL, kind of out of luck. The really wise people would take that money that they're forced to take out and they just reinvest it mm -hmm. until the economy comes back up, but you still do lose some. Mm -hmm. So it's important to invest, right? Because if you invest for over 30 years, statistics show that you're 100% likely to see a return on your investment. Mm -hmm. So, it's important to start early. It's important to invest for it's the long to term. Keep your money in there. Don't touch it, right? Just let it grow. Let compound interest do, do its, its thing, thing, right? Don't get scared when the economy takes a downturn and everything's going down. Because guess what? If you start selling up. and you start getting out, and then things start to go back in and you start buying back, you're buying when it's high and you're selling when it's low. That's exactly the opposite of what, you of what you're supposed to be doing yep. when you are investing. So check out real estate. All right. If it's not for you, don't do it. There's other things out there, but definitely you do need to be investing. We invest in our daughters. We're in 529s. 
Uh, in Maryland, they actually give you free money. They do. And so you should check with your state to see if they have a 529 program specifically for your kids that will allow you to get additional grant money from the state. Ours gives us $500 per kid every single year in free money just from us contributing $100. That's it. Nothing. Just $100. I mean, bucks. just that's nothing. And our girls are three and six. So and we can do this. They've done it what? every year of their life so far. You just got to re-enroll every year. We're going to keep doing it. It's a no-brainer. Even after they stop giving us free cash, we're going to keep doing it. But so it's a no-brainer. And it can be used invest. for... The beautiful thing about 529s is it can be used for tuition, um, education. Um, so if your child is super-duper smart and goes to a magnet tech school and gets invited to something like that and their tuition is ridiculously expensive, your 529 can be used to help with that. It can be used to help with laptops and books for when they go to college if they choose to anything go to academic related you can roll it over to a roth ira and start them off really well like it's just a really great vehicle y'all so definitely check all of those things out i'm sorry i went on a tangent for 529s but it's a really it's a good vehicle for your kids so don't apologize for telling people how to use their money wisely and make more money because we are talking about raising your income after all remember increasing your income takes effort it's not going to happen overnight. Anything that we just mentioned is not going to happen in like two seconds. It's going to be consistent and it takes discipline, right? So we've motivated you. I hope you guys hear Like we say that a lot because it's a grand fam thing um, in one of our episodes. But you can talk and motivate and we can motivate you with this all day long. But when you decide to take action and t- stay disciplined, that's when real change is going to occur. So make sure that you set realistic goals and take consistent action towards achieving them. Yeah, let's let's make some affluent decisions, y'all. That's what we want you to go out and do. They're not going to be easy. They're not going to be get rich quick. Affluent decisions are hard decisions. They take a lot of hard work, yep. but they pay out. They, they pay, pay off. out and they pay off. Kim, give us a CTA for today. I want you to do a journal entry, okay? Um, if you don't like to journal, some I saw someone say something. I, I'm constantly like, I like TikTok when I'm perusing. And the idea that journaling is really good, even if you do voice notes for yourself, because you'll find yourself saying the same things over and over and over and over and over again, or having the same goals over and over and over and over again. And you're like, what the heck, man? How long am I going to say the same thing? And you get tired of your own antics (laughs) after rereading through your journal entries. So I want you to start doing a journal entry. um, And I want you to start talking about why, like, what do you want and how bad do you want it? Like just start making it super clear for you and start identifying ways that you can leverage what you currently have, what talents you have to bring in more income to make that dream happen. All right. I'm a dude. Journaling is uh, not really in my blood, my DNA. It's not my thing. Not a big journaler, but I will say this. All right. Back in my deep, dark anxiety days, you had me journal and write some things down on my phone about like each day, how I was feeling, what I was going through. There was something about it, though, going back just a few months ago and seeing some of the things that I wrote down, you know, three, four years ago where I was in those dark places and where I am now. And it's just like, man, like you can overcome anything like Mm -hmm. you can turn any terrible situation around like things get better, things improve. So I encourage you, boys and girls, men and women, if you're not a journaler, I would consider it. Now, I don't journal to this day like that, but I will say that it is a powerful tool. And if you have not tried to utilize it, you know, 
it's a great way to get your feelings down there in the moment and then to be able to go back and look at them and see where you've come from. Mm-hmm. Wow. That that's that that part. So whatever gets you to that feeling where you can go back and check on it, whether it's a YouTube video that's private just for yourself, uh, whether it's a whether it's a voice message. I leave voice memos for myself all the time. And yeah, whether it's leaving voice memos for yourself, whether it's but you need something where it's recorded so that you can go back and look at it and go, look how far I've come or look, look at what I've continued to say. And I still have these thoughts and why haven't I conquered that yet? Like you need to have something um, as a mile marker. So as you were listening today, I want you to consider some of the things that we said about how to raise your income. And if you're not satisfied with where you are currently with your income, take control, take control, think about ways that you can make affluent decisions to find the affluent life that you desire. Mm -hmm. Guys, go live in love, walk in wealth. Take care, y'all. See you next time. Bye.